Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. From KQED. This week on the California Report magazine, we're giving your ears a break, taking you on a musical journey with California-grown musicians and artists. We'll hit the dance floor with an all-women-of-color DJ collective from Oakland. And it's like by women, for women, and like, that space right there, you can't get that nowhere else. And we meet a reggae soul group using reel-to-reel tape giving a whole new meaning to the Bakersfield sound. Plus, a new book from the guy who wrote the lyrics to so many hits from the East L.A. band Los Lobos. This one is about that little house on Hamill Street in East Los Angeles and that one little bedroom that we all slept in. You know, my mom, my sister, and me, until, until I got too big and I got moved to the sofa. I'm Sasha Coca, and this is the California Report magazine. Your state, your stories. We're starting off this week's show on the dance floor in Oakland. Louder! I can't hear you! We're going to meet an all-women-of-color DJ crew that plays strictly vinyl and is creating an empowering dance space one record at a time. They'll kick somebody out to protect you and, like, just make sure people don't mess with you. The California Report's Marisol Medina Cadena brings us their story. Anything goes. That's how this DJ crew describes their analog sound. They play a little bit of everything. New wave, cumbia, funk, house, soul, and 60s Mexican rock and roll. Honestly, this was like the first genre of music that I ever loved. Like, three-year-old me used to rock out to Los Hooligans, the the song Abujetas de Color de Rosa. That's DJ 96 Lagrimas. She takes her name from the song 96 Tears, by Question Mark and the Mysterians. As the crowd trickles in, Noventa y Seis Lagrimas digs for more records in her bolsa, a Mexican tote bag made from colorful plastic fibers. I honestly never thought I would do something like this because like, I'm a couch potato, to be honest. And so like, this is something that I wanted kind of to like, prove to myself. Tonight, she's playing the ultimate sad girl jams, the kind that make you feel heartache and nostalgia. Like this one, Los Absens cover of the classic Uggum Boogum. Noventa y Seis Lagrimas is one of nine women spinning vinyl at this bar in Oakland tonight. As they prep the stage, they apply lipstick and pose for Polaroid photos. The scene reminds me of my own homegirls, hanging out listening to records in our bedrooms. Everybody's going to be dancing. It's going to get a little too hot up in here. Yeah, the ceiling's going to start dripping. Everybody's going to think it's like everybody's sweat. <laughs> That's DJ Marvelous, another member of the crew. 
she tells me she's been collecting vinyl since high school, but never thought about becoming a DJ until her late 20s when she learned about this all-girl vinyl club. Another DJ by the name of Lonely Girl drops the needle on an LP by the Charmels. She tells me these vinyl-loving women got inspired to spin because they'd had enough with the male-dominated DJ scene. Hey, everyone. Thank you for coming. I'm Lonely Girl. Hope you're enjoying the music. Um, we're going to start off the night. I hope everyone gets down and dance. DJ Lonely Girl tells me this all-women-of-color crew gave her a safe space to learn the ins and outs of working the turntables. Being surrounded by your homegirls, you know, they have your back. And now she mixes with ease, getting the crowd going with some norteño. The other DJs are letting out their gritos on the dance floor. It's their rallying cry. It tells the crowd, these women are here to combat gender and cultural barriers one record at a time. I come from like a Mexican household where like I was not allowed to go out. That's DJ Marvelous again. She says compared to her brothers, she felt really restricted growing up. Now you can find her center stage with her arms in the air, hyping up the crowd. Up in the streets, they call her DJ the switch from Norteño to hip hop phases no one here. Everyone continues with their best two-step. Then things start to get real sweaty. The anthem for women by the diva of reggaeton, Evie Queen, booms from the speakers. And the disco ball reflects off the gold hoop earrings worn by many in the crowd. DJ Lonely Girl says women and femmes feel free to be themselves here. She remembers a night when a woman told the DJs that a man had touched her butt. They immediately pinpointed who it was. We got the bouncers and, and they took him out of here because it is a safe space. That's why it was created. Big shout out to all the black and brown bodies in this motherfucking building. Celebrate yourself, celebrate your worth. And for people of color who feel excluded from Oakland's changing culture, this night gives people in the crowd a space to be unapologetically themselves. Like Lulu Matute. Our families are like at risk of deportation. Our, our families are being criminalized. But yet we're still able to find some beauty, you know, in the struggle to be able to turn the f up. There's a saying in Spanish, la cultura cura, culture cures. And this bilingual mix reminds me of my childhood, cruising in my older brother's El Camino, doing chores on Saturday mornings and dancing at my friend's quinceanera. Growing up, I was kind of embarrassed that my family mostly listened to funk, oldies, and music in Spanish. But on tonight's dance floor, I feel seen among a crowd of Latinx millennials who grew up like me. For the California Report, I'm Marisol Medina Cadena in Oakland. Dave Alvin's song, California's Burning. 
seems like it could be the new anthem for the Golden State now that fire season is basically anytime, anywhere. California's burning, you can smell it in the air. California's burning. Dave Alvin has written so many odes to California in his long career playing punk, folk, and rock and roll. Now in his 60s, he's teaming up with 73-year-old Jimmy Dale Gilmore. Their album released this summer, Downey to Lubbock, celebrates their California and Texas roots. Geronimo said, I've nowhere left to hide. The land of my birth I don't recognize. The album's been at the top of the Billboard Blues charts, but it's actually a mixture of rock and roll, folk, western swing, and delta blues, with Dave's rich baritone and Jimmy Dale's distinctive reedy twang. This song imagines a meeting between Billy the Kid and Geronimo, two 19th century outlaws from the American West, debating justice, ethics, and history. This summer, we invited Dave Alvin and Jimmy Dale Gilmore into the California Report studios to talk with us. It was one of our favorite interviews from 2018, so we wanted to bring it to you again. Dave Alvin and Jimmy Dale Gilmore, thank you so much for joining us on the California Report magazine. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much. So you guys aren't the most obvious pairing. I mean, we got California meets Texas, two musicians from two different generations, different musical traditions. What did you guys find out that you had in common? First of all, we, we've been very good friends for a very, very long time, many, many years. But we never played music together until last year. People say, what an odd pairing. Not to us. Yeah, it <laughs> seems completely like, natural. <laughs> yeah. I mean, an odd pairing would have been maybe uh, me, Jimmy Dale, and uh, uh, Bjork, maybe. <laughs> That would have been interesting, but even that could have worked, you know. How did the idea of doing an album together happen? We did a series of acoustic shows, just, you know, Jimmy, Dale, and I on acoustic guitars. And it was really the first night in, in my brain when we did the Dino Valeni Youngblood song, uh, Get Together. And uh, Jimmy didn't tell me what song it was. He just said, it's in G. And I was like, okay. What are we playing? Here we go. And he sang the first line, you know. Uh, what is it? Love is just a song. You can make the mountains ring or make the angels cry. And just the way he sang it, I was like, well, we got to make a record of this. Smile on each other, everybody. Get together. Try to love one another right now. Just right away, we discovered that we had a whole trove of shared musical background, stuff that we both loved when we were young and learning how to play. Because we were playing uh, acoustic, it brought up the old uh, folk singer and folk blues side of what I had done early on that I hadn't hadn't really touched in a really long time. Well, I'm a wild blues blaster from a Sunburn, California town. And I got a loud Stratocaster that can blow in a roadhouse down. Tell me about the title song, Downey to Lubbock. I mean, it's basically your two origin stories. You got Wild Blues Blaster meets Old Flatlander. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. It's uh, semi-autobiographical and uh, metaphorical, and it's working on a few different levels, hopefully. And you can <laughs> dance to it. I'm an old flatlander from the great high plains. So did you guys write that together? I mean, how did you come up with the yeah. lyrics? I had the idea, well, we should have, you know, a, like a defining song for the record, you know. We were cutting the track, and I sang the first verse, and then Jimmy just kind of made up some lyrics. I, I thought we were making a, a, like a template to work on, and I was going to go home and work on it, and, you know, work up some lyrics. And, and so I just did this scratch, what I thought were scratch vocals, and then we got through, Dave said, no, we're keeping that. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, it's like the story of your two road trips through life converging on one highway. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the Downey, California, and Lubbock, Texas are not that different, you know, in some ways. I remember the first time I was ever in Lubbock was around 1982, and just being struck by how similar they looked to each other. You know, <laughs> I just felt like, well, I'm back home. You know, they're both flat. And um, <laughs> with the big sky, with big, with big sky. A lot of the songs on this album are covers. How did you guys decide what songs you wanted to cover? When we were doing the acoustic tours, we would start each show with uh, each do a song that the audience knew, and we'd end the show with each doing a song that the audience knew. But in between, it was just flights of fancy. Of, hey, did you ever hear this song by so and so? You know sort of culled from that from that touring experience of, well, this song you sing really good. This song I sing okay, you know. Let's do those, you know. Mm. But it's also, you know, songs that struck some kind of chord with us, you know, emotionally. Goodbye to my one Goodbye, Rosalina Adios, mis amigos Jesus y Maria won't have a name when you ride the big airplane. All they will call you will be Deportee. Well, you got the old Woody Guthrie song, Deportee, about that plane wreck at Los Gatos. It's like a piece of mm-hmm. history that so many Californians have forgotten. What inspired you to revive it now? Uh, Deportee is just in itself a beautiful piece of work it's a beautiful song and it's so poignant and so well done and it and dave has been saying in the introduction to it in our shows that it's it's one of these songs that unfortunately is both timeless and timely some of us are illegal and some are not one our work contracts out and we've got to Six hundred miles to the Mexican border They chase us like outlaws, like rustlers, like thieves Jimmy's got a quality in his voice that eliminates baggage from a lot of songs. Jimmy's got the kind of voice that says, here, here's a new song, even if it's, you know, 60 years old. You guys are both solo artists. You've both had formidable careers of your own. 
What was the most surprising thing about working and collaborating with each other? Was there anything unexpected? Discovering how much we had in common in our background was a giant surprise to me. Because, I, you know, I've been sort of typecast over in one world as a country, folky, I don't know what <laughs> what the word is. And, and don't Davis, say Americana. David, <laughs> Davis so associated with punk, with the blasters, you know, and, and both of us have a, a lot more uh, wide-ranging taste than, than people would expect of us. Walk on, walk on, walk on, walk on. Dave Alvin and Jimmy Dale Gilmore's new album is called Downey to Lubbock. Thanks so much, you guys, for joining us on the California Report magazine. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. I gotta keep on walking till I find my way back home. The band Los Lobos has been around for more than 40 years. Back when they were just starting out, they were nicknamed Just Another Band from East L.A. By the mid-1980s, though, they'd shared stages with everybody from X to the Grateful Dead. But East L.A. was never too far away, largely thanks to band co-founder and chief lyricist Louis Perez. There's a tattoo part with a narrow through the middle of a name that looks like Joe. His songs are romantic, bittersweet, and hard-charging. They're more like short stories. And as Stephen Cuevas tells us, Perez's lyrics and artwork are now collected in a new book. Home for Perez was a little house in East L.A. that he shared with his mother and sister. The neighborhood is also where he met and forged a lifelong creative partnership with Los Lobos co-founder and lead vocalist David Hidalgo. The two began writing songs together as teenagers, but in the early days of Los Lobos, the band leaned mostly on covers of traditional Mexican songs. It was LA's early punk scene and bands like X that inspired the band to venture beyond the cover tunes and beyond East LA. In a way, it felt like a, an island in itself. The LA River was a line of demarcation. You cross a river and you're kind of going to the other side. So it was like another world in a way. I always use that as a metaphor for crossing that, the river to go to the other side to do all of our explorations into the, the other world of music that existed at the time. That song you heard earlier, called Good Morning Aslan, it's also the name of Louis's new book, collecting some 40 years of lyrics and a bunch of his sketches and paintings. There's always a, a visual connection to the songwriting. I imagine the a real Evangeline kind of walking in the room and doing those <laughs> things. I see houses and places that I put the characters in, so there's a visual element as I'm working through a song. Evangeline. Evangeline. The song appears on Los Lobos' 1986 debut album. And it's also a song that pointed to where the band would go over the ensuing decades. You know, and I wanted to write things that really kind of meant something to me and to about who I am and where I come from and my culture. And in that song in particular, you know, I, I drew a, um, a portrait of a, of a young girl who kind of decides she wants to come to the city and become something that she always dreamed of. And it was also loosely based on my sister. She listened to the Beatles. She used to get on a bus and ride all the way to Hollywood to go to this one newsstand to get the Beatle Monthly for a buck, and then, and then get on the bus and come all the way back to East L.A. Don't know where she is. 
Okay. Um, headphones. Okay. Louis Pérez writes the lion's share of Los Lobos lyrics, yet he rarely steps in front of the mic to sing them. But there's one song that he does lend his voice to that's especially personal. It's 1992's Saint Behind the Glass. Saint Behind the Glass, that was a hammer and a nail. And he agreed to perform it during our interview. The song is inspired by a Spanish Catholic saint, Santo Niño de Atocha, the holy infant of Atocha. It was on the altar at my mom's house, which mm -hmm. every Mexican home has a dresser top altar. And it happened to be in this box that had these glass sides on it. Watches me sleep, watches me sleep, sink behind the glass, watches me sleep. This one is about that little house in East Los Angeles and that one little bedroom that we all slept in <laughs> until I got too big and I got moved to the sofa. And it's about everything that that saint sees in that room or smells in that house. Coffee in the air, coffee in the air. Saint behind the glass smells coffee in the air. As Los Lobos progressed as a band, so too did Luis Perez as a songwriter. And he continues to touch on politics, immigration, and just what it's like to be Mexican-American in the U.S. Being a Mexican-American in the United States has actually become quite a challenge. A lot of things have, have changed, and it's actually affected the things that I've written. You know, I wrote a song called Tony Maria, which is about a couple crossing the border, the challenges that they find. 150 miles from Mexico to L.A. Doesn't seem that far, but still the world away. Went up to see so it's a lot of things that keep me moving in that direction and keep going back to those themes. As long as they exist, I'll keep writing about them. I promise that I'll care for you, wrote Tony to his wife. Now and for the rest of my life. You can catch Luis Perez and Los Lobos performing a lot of those songs during a string of West Coast shows through the new year and into the spring. For The California Report, I'm Stephen Cuevas in Los Angeles. Now we're going to meet a pair of musicians from Bakersfield, a place known for some of California's best country and honky-tonk. But this band definitely does not play country. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your co-captain, Captain Reggae. They're called the Soul Chants, and they play early reggae soul. When listeners first hear their singles on vinyl, some people have a hard time believing they're from this decade. How do they get that retro sound? Well, they record with good old-fashioned reel-to-reel tape. My name is AJ, and I'm the rhythm guitar player and bass player for the Soul Chants. I'm Nico. I'm the vocalist in the Soul Chants, and I'm from Bakersfield, California. Historically, Bakersfield is known for country music, but... The Soul Chance basically focuses on early reggae, like from the era of 
1968 to about 1974. The Soul Chants mimics the old sounds by recording on analog equipment, such as reel-to-reel tape. If you think of like a movie projector, one reel is receiving the end of the tape, and the other one is the spool that has the the product, in this case, music, and then it dramatically runs out of tape. <laughs> that just happened actually the other day when we were finishing up a track where I've had to splice the tape back together. You know, a lot of people, when they think of reggae music, Bob Marley comes to mind, but a lot of people don't know that Bob Marley had a career that spread all sorts of reggae. You know, he, he did ska. So the genre of music that we do is something that Bob Marley did himself, and it's the style of the early reggae. The singing has a lot to do with capturing the styles of the older artists. There's something to be said about stepping back and just actually holding a note out. That's one thing that I do enjoy about the reggae music and even even some of the classic style of soul music that we do and incorporate in our music. So our song, Why Wait, is a spin on Billy Stewart's Sitting in the Park. In Billy Stewart's version, you know, he's waiting on his love. And our version, the woman sees him sitting in the park and doesn't appreciate that he's trying to paint the picture that, you know, he's the victim because he is messing around. And and she knows it. We love what we do. AJ and I make beautiful music together and we're also together, together, so. I, I think it's just like another perk to our awesome relationship and it's great to be able to do things that you enjoy when, you know, with someone that you love. And I know that the members in the Soul Chance, each one of us has a different strength that we bring to the table and the respect that we're trying to pay to the traditional reggae style. our show for this week. If you missed any of today's show, you can subscribe to our podcast, The California Report Magazine. Just look for the bear wearing earbuds. 
We're a production of KQED Public Radio in San Francisco. Susie Racho directs our show. Our technical producer is Seal Muller, and we had additional engineering from Katie McMurrin. Victoria Mauleon is our senior editor. This week, we say goodbye to our super talented intern, Marisol Medina Cadena. She's the one who brought you this week's stories about Soul Chants from Bakersfield and the DJ Collective from Oakland. David Marks is our online producer, and our editorial team includes Bianca Taylor, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Sasha Coca. Happy holidays. This is the California Report magazine. Your state, your stories. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.